This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Spoiler alert. What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to episode number 381 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. And my name is John. <sighs> so we, uh, it's been a, been a couple of weeks, but uh, I still don't have a ton of shows to chitty chat about because we haven't had any new shows really come up. Uh, I know the Connors started up last week. Are you caught up on it? I watched the one episode, yep. Is it still and, enjoyable? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the sixth season somehow. Um, and this uh, season opener was they uh, they did a uh, oh who plays Ron Swan? Is it not Ron Swanson? Is that that's not his real name? What's his name? Uh, Nick Offerman. Yeah, uh, Nick Offerman was a uh, a guest on the episode where he. Um, he was like uh, the restaurant 911, I think is what they called it. So like the lunchbox isn't doing great and Jackie's not real happy. And so uh, Becky lies and gets restaurant 911 to come film, film an episode of the lunchbox, help him turn the, uh, the business around. And he's the, he's the, the Gordon Ramsay, if you will. Mm, gotcha. Yep. So it was a good episode. It's a half hour sitcom, some comedy in it, some drama in it. But it was uh, it was real good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But I noticed like there's some other shows coming back soon, like the NCISs I think are coming back, and Law and Orders. And now that there's, it's February, there's two episodes of Quantum Leap right now. Oh, there is. Yeah. And they you were know, very good. Okay, I got to watch those because I was wondering last night if it was back and I meant to check yesterday and I meant to check. Um, So I got to watch that then. And. I'm not 100 percent thrilled about one of the developments, but otherwise the show is amazing. And these two episodes were very solid. Very good. Okay. All right. Well, I need to watch those and Mm -hmm. I need to watch. We are one episode behind on death and other details. I think you've been one episode behind since the beginning. It seems like every week you're like, yeah, we're on episode four and I'll be like, we're on episode five. Yeah. Well, I am on episode, uh, five, no episode four and episode five was last week. Episode six comes out tomorrow. Yep. Um, Are you still enjoying it? I enjoy it. I, I, I enjoy it thoroughly. It's, but it's not, you know, it's it's not one I want to sit and binge and watch one after another and after another, quite frankly. Right. I, I want to be able to enjoy the story and let it drag out a little bit. Yeah. So the last episode we saw was is that the we, we learned about the uh, the, the stowaways. Mm hmm. And the episode ends with the the guy that owns the boat and Imogen and the stowaways on the motorboat heading to shore so they can drop them off. <laughs> and 
the, uh, the, the, the crazy wife there who's the conspiracies and this and that, and everyone's out to get them was hiding. And she comes out and she's like, yeah, no, uh, you got the wrong person. They didn't kill that guy. It was Victor stone or whatever. The guy's name is Victor small, Victor Sims. He's Victor Sims. There we go. That that's who's responsible. She's just a pawn. I'm afraid to mention his name, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, so the good news for you, uh, without major spoilers is that in the next episode, you're actually going to get to see her a bit of her backstory as to why she's so paranoid. Um, Oh, good. And it it makes sense. Um, I will say this. I had the exact same reaction as uh, Mandy Patinkin's character when Imogen led that girl and was like, she's like, something hit the floor. She goes, was it metal? And he's like, dude. Yes. You, yeah, no, you you're literally leading clouded her. her. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, what if it was metal? Yeah, you you want you want it to be this. So you're yeah, your judgment is is biased. Yeah, no, absolutely yeah. was. It's like I tell my, you know, when I when I train someone to be a dispatcher on the phone, it's like don't ask leading questions. Ask open, you know, don't say like what color is hair? Was it red, brown, gray? Yeah. No, don't you know, if does you he, say, does he have a gun on him? No. Is he armed? Yeah. Does he have a weapon? What is the weapon? You know, you yeah. don't ask specifics like that. Like, you know, like you describe the clothing he was wearing. Well, he had on pants. Okay. What kind of pants were they? Yeah. Were they dress pants or jeans or khakis like that. I mean, that's okay because they've already established pants. You're not saying, well, they're wearing pants or shorts. Yeah. And, and you're right. not saying, yeah. uh, was he wearing jeans? Uh, yeah, he was wearing yep. jeans. Were they blue jeans? Yeah, yeah, those were blue jeans. Yeah, right. Well, they weren't. Exactly. They were they were black chinos. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, exactly. So, or you know, like, what color is the vehicle? Well, I can't tell. Was it dark colored? Is it light colored? Like, mm-hmm. can you tell me a shade? Like, you know, mm-hmm. darker, lighter. But yeah. So, anyways, yeah. I, when when she was leading leading the witness, and then of course we find out it's not the crossbow. She was in <laughs> under the wrong room. You know, it was her uh, nine cat. It was a nine t- cat of nine tails whip. Yep, that was a cool a twist dumb. on the whole thing. Yeah, she's yeah, dumb, like was. in her spare time to make extra money and to like alleviate the stress of who she deals with every day. Yep. And I, when she was talking to her cousin who confesses to the murder, and she's like, you know, we can't she's being very businesslike and like, we have to make maintain order and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, Oh, are you talking about our family? And, and it's like, no, they're not family when they're working, they're staff or they're part of the team, mm-hmm. but there's still a, there's still a pecking order or a chain of command that we have to follow. It's not just, well, they're family so they can do what they want. Right. So, but no, I'm I'm really digging the show. I love the little details, the little stories, I like how we got the backstory of the head of security and how he got his job. You know, yep. it's like, well, that was obviously a setup. You know, like set him <laughs> to be robbed, and I'll go ahead and rob him. Yeah. Yep. Or like the um, the uh, um, not what's it called? Interpol agent, the Interpol detective that's mm. there. That's She's very regiment. Oh, nine o'clock. It started. Oh, it's noon. It's time for my lunch break. One o'clock. Yep. We're back to work. <laughs> yeah. Very, very yeah. punching the clock. She had a good banter with uh, Mandy Patinkin's character there. It was fun yes. watching them go back and forth. Yes. Yep. Or like 
what's going on here? Why is she arrested? Oh, well, she's just in there like, oh, the fake arrest scheme <laughs> works, works almost every time. You know what yep. I mean? Like, I don't know. I just I, I enjoyed her because I thought when her character first came on, they were going to butt heads the whole time as right. opposed to like, nope, you're my you're going to be you're going to assist me in this. And we're going to have a difference of opinion. But we're gonna run it by my my by my clock by my rules you know by the book et cetera et cetera so right um, so many red herrings yes but that's obviously by design because that they want to throw you off and, and try to confuse you it's like every red herring is like the 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 uh, you know the uh, pick a card game with the queen which one's the queen as they move the cards around you know yeah yeah three card so. money. Or uh, yeah, as as Clue like to say, you know, communism was just a red herring. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, great, great show so far. I'm enjoying the story. I am invested in in the murder mystery of everything going on, both her mother and the uh, the assistant on the boat. Yeah. So let's see. Um, we finished the season one of Twilight Zone. Okay. Of the original run and included watching the original unaired. It's not, wasn't unaired pilot. It was aired, but it wasn't called twilight zone. Um, they did like a backdoor pilot on the Desi Lou playhouse, the Westinghouse Desi Lou playhouse, which was like a, sh- a, a show where each week you, you had some different, maybe it's a variety show this week. Maybe it's just a single story on this. And in this episode it was called the time element. And it was, uh, now, Rod Serling had written the story, and it, it's absolutely a Twilight Zone story of a guy when he falls asleep in 1959 or 58, he wakes up in 1941, uh, the day before Pearl Harbor attack, and he's in Hawaii. Mm. Um, so every time he, so it's like he, they're having, you know, he's talking to a therapist about it, and is he dreaming? Is he actually, you know, being transported through time, et cetera, et cetera? So. It was very Twilight Zone-esque, and apparently it was that episode of, of the Westinghouse Desilu Playhouse that uh, that got the Twilight Zone series greenlit for oh, gotcha. um, CBS. And what's also interesting to me is the final four seasons, final four seasons, the final four episodes of season one, four or five episodes of season one, use a different uh, opening uh, credits than the all the first season did, the rest of the first season did. Um, and I found that very interesting because I had never seen that that opening credit montage before. And when it kicked on, I was like, "What's this?" Um, <laughs> and it's also not the it's not also not the traditional Twilight Zone music. It's a different music. Um, however, I found out that in reruns, the first season episodes, they did new opening credits that were all like the Twilight Zone theme we've all come to know. Ah, and okay. opening montage we've all come to know from seasons two to four. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, let's see what else have we're watching. Have you finished Echo? I did finish Echo. I watched all of Echo. I okay. that is a show I, that, I watched. I had that as a uh, Echo question mark. So I remembered that last time we talked, you were like, "Yeah, yep. I just, just got to finish it up." That that is a show I spent time watching. That show, we really enjoyed it until the last episode. Felt that um, the last episode was very uh, ridiculous, and a lot of it was undeserved. 
the so for starters, her her outfit that her mom made her or her grandmother made her. Why couldn't she have been making that through the whole season? Like adding little bits to it with each episode. What? It, here's how I would have done this. Every episode, we got to see one of her ancestors, and I would have had that interspersed throughout the entire episode. Her grandmother telling the story or something and adding to the outfit. You know, like based on this ancestor, I'm adding on this patch on the shoulder or something like that. Sure. Um, and then we intersperse it into the story so that it's not just all front-loaded at the beginning of the episode. It's actually like cut in in different parts so that it makes it more impactful. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like now it's just like grandma woke up and was like, you know what? I haven't seen this girl in like 20 years, uh, but I know all of her measurements and I'm going to make her a uh, a superhero costume that's going to reflect her heritage. And uh, I'm just going to leave it here for her. She'll get it after I get kidnapped. Um, I think that the the whole sharing of the powers thing was ridiculous. There's no way that that should have worked. The fact that she just like put her hands down and was like, uh, now we all have girl power. Like, again, undeserved. Like, if they had been building up to it, if they had shown more of her ancestors doing the same thing and sharing it with other people, it would have been believable. But just out of the blue, she's suddenly like, oh, by the way, I can do this. And holds her hands up, and they suddenly go, we're powerful. We can kick these guys' asses. It, It was annoying. Like, I felt that was really dumb of them to do. Yeah, I felt so. The first episode I thought was pretty damn amazing. Yes. Quite frankly, that show started out so powerful. And I'm not going to say it was just a Daredevil cameo, but how oh, was that amazing? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And and cutting and it in I, with all the Hawkeye stuff. Yes. Yes, exactly. And what happened? And then. Okay. I don't I did I didn't appreciate the Kingpin and, and maybe this happened in the comics, I'm not familiar. But you know, Kingpin shows back up and he's not furious that he got that she tried to murder him and he wants to bring her back into the fold and make her the queen pin. Mm. And he's being all nice and not angry about it until she yeah. rejects him. And then he then he snaps. Yeah. That didn't like seem that, realistic either. No, no, that was not realistic. I thought that was dumb. He never I, like the kingpin that I know would have like crushed her to death on sight with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so that I didn't like hardly. I didn't really care for any of that. I did enjoy like her backstory as a child, mm-hmm. you know, and growing up. And her hardships and the bond. Like, I do like how they explained that, hey, Echo and Kingpin have this bond where he treats her like he that's his daughter. Yeah. Um, And he loves her. So maybe that's why he tolerates, you know, he tolerates like he accepted getting shot in the face. And it was like, I'm going to forgive her as long as she comes back to me. You know, like I just I had a hard time with that. Yeah. Because. Yeah. She obviously didn't feel the same way, but then again, he did kill her dad. Yep. Yep. Or was responsible for his death. But still, I had a hard time with that. Um, I thought the the fight scene in the bowling alley was cool. But then, yeah, the fight scene in the last episode where she shared her powers with her family, and that was just that was that was that was 
some weak sauce. Like it felt like all of her powers that she got from her ancestors were very situational and very accidental. Like, yeah. you know, when the train cars had crushed her leg and she was just like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what. And then suddenly it's like she channels the power of that ancestor and pushes them apart, you know, yeah. enough to get her leg out of there. It, it was like, I don't know. I, I wanted some more consistency and especially where she didn't seem to understand how to control them or how to channel them or when they would show up. They were just right. even her grandmother was like, oh, they only show up when you need them. And then she just shares them with those two, you know, her, her best friend and, or, or sorry. Yeah. It, cousin. it wasn't her best friend. It was her cousin. Yes. Cousin and grandmother, yeah. you know, yeah. um, I would have liked to have seen more flashbacks of bomb. You know, we got her in that last episode, but I would have yeah. liked to have seen yeah. her ghost in there, you know, maybe telling the story of the ancestors so that it wasn't just like a cold open. Um, I just feel like Echo fell on, fell prey to this could have been a movie that they stretched out to five, six episodes. Yeah. And really didn't need to do that. Um, one of the things that I did like, I, I actually did like, I mean, there was a lot to like in the show. Don't get me wrong. Um, right yeah, I know the there was. Episode. Uh, but multiple times as we were seeing those flashbacks of her and Kingpin, um, Julie and I kept saying to each other, we're like, wow, he, he gets a translator, but he could never be bothered to learn sign language. Like what's up with that? And I thought there was going to be some kind of classic Kingpin reveal that he knew it all along. Um, I, I liked the scene where basically he was done with the translator. So he had those two guys walk her down the hall and I was like, Oh, she's going to get killed. And Julie, cause they had the plastic tarps there. Well, and Julia's like, well, no, maybe he's doing construction of the house. And I was like, no, that's a, that's a, that's okay. a kill room. Why as a translator, would she start walking down the hall, not immediately see the plastic <laughs> and start to freak out then instead she walks several feet down and then we cut away. And then she's like, what? No, please don't. <laughs> Yeah, that was and ridiculous. It's like, wait, it, it's like you walk 10 feet. It's You couldn't see the plastic? I mean, do you yeah. have, like, you don't have vision difficulties because you're a ASL translator. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but when he meets up with her again in the present day and he has the contact lenses that allow them to communicate with each other, like, yeah. it wasn't overtly said. I mean, she said it kind of later on, but... It was, they really drilled the point home that, you know, if he had loved her, like, look at everybody in the town knew ASL. Like, everybody, everybody knew, knew it. it. Everybody. And they hadn't seen her in 20 years, and they still all knew it. Yes. So that just shows that he never did love her. Like, she was a tool. She was another, like, possession to him. Because if he had cared genuinely, he would have actually taken the time to learn it. And my God, watching the show, I was learning it. Like I found myself like making the little hand gestures being like, oh, okay. So police is the little C over your heart, you know, to represent the badge. I was like, okay, so that's police. Like it's, it's, I'm not going to say, oh, it's easy to pick up, but it seems very intuitive. And he could have absolutely learned that. Um, I think so. This is the, this is the first ever TV show that I can think of where the lead character was deaf. So sign language played a tremendous role in, in the communication of the show. Yep. Um, I've heard a lot of people not liking the show. And like maybe if you're deaf, you're like, oh, look, there's finally someone that represents me on the screen. 
Mm -hmm. Um, but I think everybody likes to sit and look at their phones so much (laughs) that they couldn't do that with this. They had to watch the TV because there were subtitles. Yeah, it was. And because you're only hearing one half of the conversation as the person who's signing is talking real slow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. So I I think that maybe that was why a lot of people didn't like it. My my lack of liking the series as a whole was wasn't that great to me. Loved the first episode, but it just continued to travel downhill. I liked elements of episodes, but not all of the episode. You know. and then, of course, we see the tie-in to what will be the Daredevil TV series. Not just the fight that she had with him, because that was early on. Um, yes. But the fact that, and it was really, like, tacky in the end. But they were saying that, you know, oh, we need a candidate for mayor who's going to get in there and shake some stuff yes. up and be tough. Not and, afraid to get their hands dirty and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to run for mayor. And then, you know, Daredevil will be fighting the mayor, essentially. So that'll be cool. No, I was I was okay with that, you know, um, but I get I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um. I uh, I started watching so back in 1999, Chris Carter, the creator of the X Files, and Millennium, and the spinoff The Lone Gunman, uh, made a series called Harsh Realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Fox and I have had the complete series on DVD for many, 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 many years. Um, and it dawned on me. I don't think I've watched the whole thing. It got canceled after three episodes on TV and they only released nine. They only made nine episodes and I think they aired the final six on FX at some point along the way. Okay. And I remember watching the first episode previously, but I had, I didn't watch anything past that. So I actually did watch the first three episodes of that show. It is not phenomenal by any means, but it's very interesting because it takes place in 1999 or it came out in 1999. And it's essentially about this world called Harsh Realm, which is a computer-based world where people like put a headset on and it pulls them in to like an avatar in this Harsh Realm world. Um, it's, it's, it's rather interesting. It's rather interesting. I'm going to work my way through it slowly, but it's something I'm, I'm glad I started watching again. Thanks. Yeah. 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 It's pretty solid. I think, I think you would find the technology aspects of it rather interesting. Okay. For a 1999 show, that's saying quite a bit. Yeah, it's um, Harsh Realm was a virtual reality game created by the U.S. Army program to uh, minutely replicate the real world for training simulation. Uh, in the world of Harsh Realm, a small nuclear bomb is detonated in the program's version of New York City, killing four million people, thrusting its participants to a post-apocalyptic disaster scenario. Um and uh, they tricked this Lieutenant Tom Hobbs and unknowingly thrust in this world by his superiors with one mission, kill General Omar Santiago, uh, hmm. who is played by um, Terry O'Quinn. Nice. Yeah. Uh, D.B. Sweeney is one of the main characters. Samantha Mathis is in it as well. Good Lord. Um, yeah. And there's a huge, like, like Gillian Anderson has a voice cameo. And uh, Frank Hendrick, Frank, 
played Frank Black. What's his name? Doesn't matter. But yeah, so there's a bunch of cameos from the X-Files world in here. Uh, also, uh, Chris Carter wrote many of the episodes, as did and, and, and Frank Spotnick was involved, and Ken Manners directed episodes, and uh, Vince Gill- uh, Gillian was a producer, so like his X-Files crew was involved with it heavily, as was uh, Mark Snow did the music for it, like he did for X-Files and Millennium and everything. So it was, it was rather interesting, quite frankly, in my opinion. Yeah. Nice. I remember hearing about it, but I never actually watched any of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty solid. I'm trying to think. We've been watching Little House on the Prairie. We're up to season four. <laughs> we're on. We just finished. We're near the near. We're near the end of season four on uh, Without a Trace. That's been fun watching. Music in it's great. No shit. Not Without a Trace. Cold Case. Okay. Yeah, without a trace keeps popping up as an advertisement. Like you should watch this. It's on this channel. Mm. That's that's the one where people disappeared. Without a trace. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. But no, we're watching Cold Case. That's solid. What are you watching? So we still haven't pulled the trigger on the finale of Percy Jackson. Um, neither one of us is really excited to, cause it really fizzled out, but you know, it's one of those, we're already here. We've got to do it. Um, yeah, we're about halfway through. We're either on episode five or six of season two of the Witcher that we're still enjoying the hell out of that. Uh, yeah. and I still maintain that if you actually watch the show, it's much better than having it on in the background. Uh, <clears throat> a lot more happens. You get a lot more out of it. Um, we yeah. finished has been hotel. And the more time I spent with this and then the more time after the show was out. So like we watched the whole thing. It's been done with us for a while. Um, The more time has passed, the more I liked it. Uh, This is peak. Like it's phenomenal. Each episode is about a half an hour. I still don't know that you'd like it, Um, but it's animated. The, The whole premise of it is they go old school biblical, which was, you know, Adam had a wife named Lilith. Lilith said, I'm not going to be your subservient. I'm equal to you. And so they went, no, get out of here and made Eve for him instead. And Lucifer was like, hey, Lilith, I'll hang out with you. Uh, They ruled in hell together for a while. They had a child named Charlie. Um, And every year, the forces of heaven come down and kill a bunch of hell's denizens, the sinners that are down there. They just annihilate them, permanently kill them, you know, not just like, oh, now you're going to go back to hell. Because they are worried that the denizens of hell will up, will do an uprising and come after heaven if they have too many of them. Because a lot of people go to hell. Um, so every year that happens. And Charlie is convinced that she can rehabilitate the damned in hell and let them get into heaven. You know, basically repent your sins, do that kind of stuff. Prove that you're, you could be a good person, whatever, and you can go to heaven. And it's an uphill battle because most of the people who are in hell are happy to be in hell. And there's demons and there's, you know, uh, uh, deals being made with them. Uh, And there's musical numbers. There's a lot of musical numbers and they're fucking great. Like these things slap Uh, eight episodes and I can't wait for another season. This started off as a YouTube animation. Like somebody spent years doing a half an hour YouTube animation and, uh, Amazon picked it up 
and made it into a full thing. Uh, yeah, like the more I've watched it, the more I like it. It's fucking phenomenal. So, well, that's um, cool. It's fun to find something you're enjoying that thoroughly. Yeah, yeah. And the songs, like I've got a lot of them on my Spotify playlist now. It's it's uh, really good. Um, we also started and finished a new series this week. Um, another eight episode, one hour, one hour episodes, uh, Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Now that's on Amazon, obviously. Yeah. Did you get the, did you pay the extra money for no commercials? I did not. How's that treating you? It's not bad. Like, uh, before every episode, there's a commercial and through each episode, there'd usually be like one commercial break of maybe a minute and a half. Um, and honestly, it's not that bad. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't to the point where it was killing it for me. There's actually, uh, I just read today, there's a class action lawsuit being started against Amazon in the state of California because they're essentially saying for years you marketed that Amazon prime video came with prime and that it was an ad free experience. Everybody else like Hulu or Disney or Netflix who has uh, paid advertisements created a separate tier. You could either do the the advertisements on this tier or you could have, you know, and it was like that from the get go. You have always had it and just suddenly decided to jam commercials in here and make us pay an extra three dollars if we want to get rid of them. So who knows what will happen with that? But it was not it was not disruptive. I, I honestly, yeah, it, it didn't phase me. But Mr. and Mrs. Okay. Smith is amazing. Like, yeah, yeah. The first episode, you get to see how they get matched up um there's a cold open that uh we actually so we watched the cold open and then we went back at the very end and watched the cold open again just because we're like does this ever tie back and it does not i will tell you that right now the cold open in episode one does not actively tie back to the rest of the show so just know that going into it but the show you get to see them essentially in their interviews for this job, if you will. And, uh, they get matched up and you get to watch them. And their first mission is terrible. Um, it's a lot of fun because it's not just about spy hijinks. It's not just true lies. It's also the true lies part of, you know, we're dysfunctional. You know, we start off as just coworkers. Then we become lovers. Uh, and then, you know, the time that we spend together is grading on us. There was an episode, I think it was episode four or five with Ron Perlman, where literally as I'm watching the episode, I'm like, he's a child. Like Ron Perlman was the child. And it was almost like testing whether or not they could have kids because he literally, you know, he'd be like, I don't want to do this. I want to do this instead. And he wasn't like trying to mimic a child, but it was just his mannerisms and the way that he was like, presenting himself that you if you're watching it you go oh oh he's basically a child and now they're we're seeing what their parenting styles would be like and um highly recommend the show it was fucking okay. great donald glover's amazing um my, that's why i, I kind of want to watch it quite him is him yeah yeah um he he's great i was reminding julia that uh, when we were about midway through that originally phoebe waller bridge was supposed to be Jane Smith and she dropped out and there's been discourse since then. Um, I haven't really read up on it, but uh, I think Maya did a great job. 
They had a lot of good chemistry. They were both very cool characters. Highly, highly recommend. We binged the entire eight episodes, like not back to back, but I mean, over the course of the week that it came out, we watched all eight. So definitely recommend that. Cool. Um, the only other show, this is an interesting, fun story you'll like. Um, so we got a gym membership and we went to uh, the YMCA because we can get okay. reimbursed. And well, we were talking about like, we don't, we're not very active and you know, it's where we live. It's a lot of traffic. So it's not like we can just go walking around the block. We could go walk over to the park or we could drive away. So, but we haven't been doing that. So who's to say that we will. So it's one of those, like if I'm paying for a gym membership, then I'm going to be more motivated to get my money's worth. Um, that is ideally the, the cat thought on it. Yep. Yeah. So Julie was like, why don't we go and we will use the treadmills there and we'll start off just with the treadmills and then we'll see how we like it. Uh, but of course you're using a treadmill. What do you do? You watch a show. She's like, let's pick a show and we'll both watch it. Originally she was saying like, put it between the two treadmills, but the treadmills are far enough apart that, you know, you really have to have your own. So we're like, let's pick a show that both of us can watch on our phones at the same time. And then discuss afterwards um, keep us motivated and we'll only watch it when we're at the gym. That's the rule is like, we can't like come home and watch any more episodes. That's so fun. I was like, so I was like, let's pick a good show. And she goes, well, you've named a couple of shows that were like in your top five. She's like, what's that one that you were talking about um, with the computer and stuff? And I was like, person of interest. And she's like, yeah, I said, okay. So we're now two episodes into person of interest. <laughs> Jeez, that's quite the intense show to watch on the treadmill. It is. It is. Um, oh, it's such a good show. It, it's funny, too, watching it now because you and I watched it live. But, yes. you know, this took place in 2011 to begin with. So yep. seeing some of the technology that they have from back then, some of it's laughable. You know, like the, the BlackBerry phones and the forced pairing yes. complete. But the rest of it is just as pertinent, like the, the computer, the machine, and, you know, all the surveillance cameras and everything and the listening in on the phones, that is scarily the same. Like here we are 14 years later and it's still believable that that could be happening. Um, it's kind of like, well, kind of like when we watch a uh, cold case, it's like mm -hmm. the episode takes place. Like they, they start out with the, the cold open is like, this is the murder or the missing person or whatever it is. And like, for instance, like we'll watch one. It's like, okay, this happened in 1997 and now it's supposed to be present day, but present day is 2007 in this episode. And that mm. was, you know, 17 <laughs> years ago. So yep. it's actually happened 27 years ago for us. Like, it's just kind of funny sometimes like, Seeing someone like, well, that person doesn't look very old, but that was 17 years ago when they interviewed him. And okay, never mind. You know, like, yep. <laughs> we have, yeah. 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 So, so there's enough episodes in person of interest that, you know, five seasons, it's going to keep us going for the foreseeable future. We're going two nights a week, Tuesdays and Fridays. So, you know, we'll yeah. bang away at those. And if we start going more often, then we've still got more episodes. And then once we're done with that, we'll pick up something else. But I just thought that that was a fun little thing. And it's a, yeah, it's a there's 103 show. episodes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I still Rude maintain that, that it's top five the show. 
Yeah. Yeah, Root absolutely loves the show. Like that's one of I think that's probably one of his favorites of all time. It's one of those shows that got better the longer it went on. Like it was cool in the beginning and then it just kept getting better and better and better like with Bear and Root. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah, I thought Amy Acker was absolutely fantastic in the oh, role on the show. God, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's all the shows that I got listed. Um, I don't think I have any other shows to talk about either. Uh, I got a bunch of movies though. I have one movie and we've been playing through uh final fantasy seven remake a lot. So, well, I mean, what's your movie you watched? Well, my one movie is one that we can't fully talk about because when you said that you were watching um, Across the Spider-Verse, I was like, I want to be fresh on it. So I did my fourth watching of that. And I did Ah. it in 1.5 speed because I did it on my computer while I was in here. And uh, so on Netflix, on your computer, you could speed it up. So I did it 1.5 and it fucking slaps. But you have not finished it. So I started watching it yesterday, but then I had to shut it off before the Super Bowl. And I started having problems with it as soon as I started watching it again, where like it kept freezing up on me and crashing Netflix. It was really pissing me off. So I restarted my whole computer again, my whole TV again, and I was finally able to get it to go. Um, I think you might need a new TV because wasn't Echo doing the same thing on Disney Plus? Uh, Echo fixed itself pretty quickly. Okay. So that was good. But anyhow, so I am at the point where um, they're at, what's it? I can't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to say it correctly, but it's like Mumbai, Manhattan. Mumbai. Mumbai. That's where I'm at. We just got to okay. Mumbai. Nice. So, but prior so to much. that, yeah, I know. Prior to that, uh, I really enjoy Spider-Gwen's story. Um, you know, Miles Morales, like, you know, Spider-Gwen told her, finally revealed to her dad who she was and how she wasn't responsible for Peter's death and his responses to arrest her or try to arrest her. Christopher uh, Maloney, so, awesome. Yeah, and so she's telling Miles, don't you dare tell your parents. It won't work out, blah, blah, blah. So obviously when he tells them by the end of the movie or the next movie or whatever – they're going to be loving and understanding because yeah. Anyways, um, I, I, I think it's fantastic. I'm kind of a little annoyed myself. I waited so long to finally start it, but like I wasn't in the right frame of mind mm-hmm. to watch it. Like um, I found that if I'm watching something animated, I really need to be in the right frame of mind to watch animation. Mm-hmm. So um, but I'm, that's pretty, pretty damn awesome. And seeing uh, Spider-Man 2099, Miguel O'Hara, yeah, I was such a huge fan of that comic book, so it's really cool to see uh, that character on the screen, if you will. So. Oh, yeah. And, and I have to say, no spoilers, but the last time we talked about this movie and why you hadn't watched it yet, and we were going back and forth, there was something that you said, and I was like, mm, and I bit my tongue, and I still can't talk about it because you haven't reached that area of the movie yet. So Okay. Once you have completed it, I'm so looking forward to having this discourse. Um, I will also say, dude, I, again, this was my fourth watching and I was glued to it the entire time. 
could have sat back and watched it a fifth time right afterwards. Like I fucking love this movie so much. Yeah, it's a real, it's a real solid, solid show. A lot of people have a problem, or I shouldn't say a lot of people. I saw a lot of people complaining online about the fact that like the whole first half hour or so is nothing but Gwen's story. I thought it was great. No, I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's great. Very. Yeah. Um, I love the spot. Oh yeah. Jason Schwartz. What I've seen, <laughs> yeah. For what I've seen of the spot so far, big fan. Yeah. Big fan of the spot. Yeah. He's got great, but, um, uh, great delivery. Jason Schwartzman's like that anyway, though. Just like the great zinging yeah. delivery. Um, yeah. Oh, you're in for such a treat, man. Oh, anyway. Um, I watched a few new movies to me and I watched a few old movies that I'd never seen either. So, uh, the only rerun, I guess I'll talk about is Jason X decided to watch that again. Okay. I hadn't seen it in a very long time. I uh, don't need to see it again for a very long time. Uh, <laughs> Jason Voorhees outside of his Camp Crystal Lake or, you know, Camp in the Woods element is just doesn't work for me. Um, what about Manhattan? Yeah. Yeah, I, that's I don't I, I don't. <laughs> Jason Goes to Hell is the worst movie in the franchise. Including when he goes to and, space. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's okay. worse than that. Okay. Uh, so if I were to put them in order of worst to the best, it would be it be goes to hell, X Manhattan. Um, uh, and then this is where it gets tough because, like the two thousand nine one is like it'd be hard. It's hard. Like it's essentially parts two. Like I guess part five, but I like it. And then parts two, three, and four, kind of interchangeable. They're all right around the same for me. I would rate 2009 uh, as, as, as next, and then two, three, and four kind of together, and then uh, six and original. Uh, six was my favorite for the longest time, but after going to Camp Crystal Lake, to the camp this past October, and, and seeing the town and everything, it's really brought that movie up for me. Uh, okay. So it's almost kind of neck and neck with part six. Um, but yeah, it goes to hell is the work followed by Jason X and then Manhattan. Okay. Yeah. Um, I watched uh, Addison wanted to watch a movie uh, together and she kind of want to watch a comedy of some kind. So we end up watching Nick and Nora's infinite playlist with Michael Sarah and Kat Dennings. Um, mm, wow, that was that's an older one, but classic. <laughs> Did it, it hold though? up well? It does actually. It really does. Okay. I mean, it came out in in, in two thousand eight. You know. Yeah. Um, which is uh, sixteen years ago. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it thoroughly. It's a you know star-crossed romance of two people who are in shit relationships or maybe they're not anymore and they're kind of pining on their exes but then they meet each other and will they won't they and oh let's put a musical element involved and it was i i enjoyed it thoroughly it was real mm-hmm. good yeah what are you, what are you I, doing wessel oh i see i, I um, thought yeah, it was I, great I, and the soundtrack was killer and 
Yeah, Addison loved it. She she giggled all through it. You know, when they kissed, when they did this, when they made stupid mistakes, went back to their exes, and <laughs> you know the whole the whole drama there and everything. She she enjoyed it thoroughly. She had never heard of the movie, um, so it was fun. It was it was nice. real fun. It kind of makes me want to watch. Uh, I love you, Beth Cooper. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I feel like that came out around the same time, maybe. Um, yeah, it came out in 2009, okay. and that's a that's a Christopher Columbus movie. Mm-hmm. And I remember that, but it's got uh, Hayden Panettiere in it and Paul Rust, and basically he tells, uh, just he just announces at graduation that he loves Beth Cooper, a girl that he's pined over throughout his whole life and never took the step forward to do anything, and then it's just basically the um. How Halloween night goes. I mean, Halloween, how graduation night goes and how it doesn't go very well. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, got a very solid soundtrack as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I need I think I want to watch that. It's been a very long nice. time. Have you seen that one? I have. I have. When you said it, it made me immediately think of John Tucker Must Die. But uh, very sure. different movie. Um yeah, and it no, kind of makes me want to watch. Kind of makes me want to watch Road Trip, um, because Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> uh, that was Euro Trip, my friend. Sorry, yeah, Euro Trip. That's right, Euro Trip. Scotty doesn't know. Yep. Yep. What about uh, if yep. you want a solid soundtrack with a uh, dysfunctional rom com? Take me home tonight. Topher Grace and uh, yeah, that's what I haven't seen in forever either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that one in forever either. So that was damn solid. I've watched that one with Heather Bailey. God, that was a long wow, time ago. That was a flashback. Yeah. Huh. God. I remember when they hired her at JNS and they were like, all right, everybody, we hired a girl. So we can't be rude. No more changing in the back room. Uh, we got to watch what we say. Like, cause this is 1997 or eight. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, we can't do this, can't do that. And she was a bigger sailor than all of us when it came to cussing. And that is correct. That is quite accurate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently no one, no one, no one gave her the <laughs> hiring a woman that talk before, before she came nope. aboard. Nope. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, uh, Uh, so we watched that, and then Kanan wanted to watch a flick. We ended up watching. I've had this VHS for a while. Um, it's a Brandon Lee movie called Rapid Fire. It was like before he did like Showdown Little Tokyo, then he did this, and then he did The Crow and got killed in The Crow. But this was like his first big action. It was him and Powers Booth was the one of the main characters as well. And um, it's a solid flick. Uh, you know, it's a basic story. Uh, he witnesses a, 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 a bad guy do something, and then he's kind of forced to testify. And then there's corrupt FBI and corrupt police, but then there's the one good cop, and lots of fighting, lots of fighting, action because it's a big old you know martial arts action flick. Um, pretty damn solid. If you haven't seen it yet, you like Bruce Lee, you like just want to watch his son act in a movie, go check out Rapid Fire with Brandon Lee. Uh, last rerun is the Inside Man. 
you know, Denzel Washington's the the negotiator, if you will. Oh, it's Clive yeah. Owen is the bank robber with his crew, and yeah, I don't know why. I just had this urge to want to watch it, and it, it's on one of the channels, and I was like, nah, I'm watching the damn thing. Oh, that makes me want to go back and watch the negotiator with Kevin Spacey and uh, Sam Jackson. Right, that's what made me want to watch that movie oh. as well. It's like, ooh, something similar, you know? That was that was yeah. a great movie. <laughs> That is a great flick. Great tw- I think Kate would like that one a lot too. I think she needs to yeah. watch that one. Yeah. And then Kate and I kind of started a little little uh tradition, or we're gonna be starting, I don't know, but a couple weeks ago we were like, let's watch a classic movie. And like it's like, oh, remember at one point we were gonna watch all the Oscar winning movies or the Academy Awards, like movies of the years, best picture winners, and this and that. So we started going through the list, and then we we ended up on three movies. Um, Strangers on a Train, The Man Who too, Knew Too Much, and uh, The African Queen. It's like, let's watch these. Not streaming anywhere for free. Like We'd have to rent them. In fact, yeah. a lot of the movies weren't even streaming anywhere for rental either. Uh, so we actually went to the Gardner Public Library and we got a copy of uh, The Man Who Knew uh, Too Much, the 1956 version, or 54 version, one or the other. Because Alfred Hitchcock did it in the 30s, and then he redid his own movie with Jimmy Stewart in the 50s. And that's the one we end up watching. So we got that from the library. They didn't. They had Strangers on a Train, but that was all scratched to shit. And African Queen, they didn't have at that time. Uh, someone else had rented it. Uh, so we watched The Man Who Knew Too Much. It was a fun movie. Great mystery. You know, Alfred Hitchcock movies from the 50s about... Uh, you know, uh, espionage and a spy and a murder and 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 uh, a guy a vet or a doctor that knows more than he should and and I don't know it was it was a solid flick it was fun. Thanks. Uh, and then we watched African Queen last night, so that was a week ago. We watched that, and then we watched African Queen Saturday, I think, or Friday night, one or the other. Uh, no, Saturday night we watched African Queen. Um. I didn't really know what to expect. It's it's what Catherine Hepburn and and Humphrey Bogart and it takes place in fifty one, and the African Queen's the name of the boat, and it's right at the onset of World War, uh, one. Is that what it mm-hmm. is? Yes, yes. And I really and and she and her brother are like a minister in 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 German Africa, but they're British. And of course the war breaks out and then the Germans show up and I really didn't know what to expect of the movie or what it was going to be about. Um, it was so fun. Like I okay. looked it up. Bogart won the Academy award for, for best actor in the flick. Um, it's, it's essentially, it's a, it's essentially a rom-com where they decide they're going to take the boat down this river. That's practically impassable at times to get to this lake where there's this German boat because they're kind of trapped where they are. They have no choice, kind of. Either they need to stay where they are until the war is over, which is going to be years, but they don't know that, because um, they're kind of surrounded. But Or they can go, and they're going to try to like somehow disable this boat, and they came up with this plan, and it's like, well, that's a ridiculous plan. Mm-hmm. And then just the things that happen along the way, we love the movie so much. Like I completely didn't expect what happened to happen in it, and I'm being kind of vague, because like you and you and Julia should watch it. Okay. Um, it's just a fun older flick. I mean, it's seventy years old plus, and it's a it's a basic story, 
But it's just, I don't know, it's really good, and it held up, and we enjoyed the hell out of it. We found ourselves laughing at different times and laughing at how ridiculous it was or like, oh, look at this. I can't believe that happened next or just, you know, hmm. how the story progressed and their, and their, their romance and how it blossomed. Thanks. So the only thing that really stood out is Humphrey Bogart looked really thin in the flick. Like he looked really, really thin. And then his clothes seemed too big. So it kind of added, like it made him look even smaller. I mean, he died six years later from, from a bunch of cancer, but I mean, like, yeah, he looked, he looked rough. Okay. Uh, Last two movies on Screenbox. I watched the Japanese remake of the 1997 Canadian film Cube. Does this complete your viewings of all the different Cube? I have seen all the Cubes. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, I first rented Cube at the movie gallery back in the day. Uh, and I've enjoyed all of the Cube movies. It's such a weird concept of people stuck in this room going room for room. And some rooms are booby-trapped. And the rooms move around. And we have no idea why they're there. None whatsoever. And this Japanese movie put a little twist on it. That kind of is like, oh, okay. Maybe this is like, maybe this is why these people are there. Or maybe, you know, like, and so it, it did kind of left it less ambiguous as to why people are there and what's going on. Um, it, it's damn solid. If you like the other Q movies, go watch it. It's worth your time. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Did you ever enjoy the cube films? I don't know that I ever watched them. I knew oh, all of them should. at the video store, but I never yeah. really went to it. Yeah. You, the, the cube is solid. Cube tube, hypercube. That was, eh. they tried to do too much with it. The next cube movie they did was cube zero. So it's like the origin, you know, prequel. And then now this is a remake uh, with their own little twist a bit on the, on the original. And allegedly there's, there's sequels coming. Pardon me. So I liked it. I know you've been a fan uh, then, of them for a while, so yeah. Yeah. And, and then the last one I watched is I watched The Marvels, which is now available on Disney+. Plus. I'd forgotten that that came out on Disney+, Plus till you said that. Yeah, it came out Friday. Um, my high overview of the movie is um, I, I enjoyed it. I don't know if this is one I'll want to watch again or even feel the need to watch again. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the interactions between the three of them, between Kamala and Carol and uh, Monica. Monica. Yeah. I almost said Maria. That's her mother. I, I did enjoy kind of their interaction with each other. Um, much of the story seemed excessively silly. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got to see Kelsey Grammer as Beast in the PS. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else was interesting about that PS? I didn't realize until I just watched this the other day. Um, yeah. In Multiverse of Madness, 
you know, the, the universe that they go to with Patrick Stewart and they've got um, John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Um, Maria yes. Rambo was there. That same Maria Rambo that we saw. Yeah. Yes. As binary. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a good looking beast. That was a very good looking beast. Yes. Yeah. But we got beast. That was very exciting. Uh, we also got the secondary. The, the, that was the second PS. And then the first one was uh, Kamala hook meeting up with Kate Bishop as the, she's going to launch her young Avengers. Yep. Apparently, so that was kind of neat as well. Yeah. Apparently there was supposed to be even more of her going around and collecting other young Avengers, but they just, they just went with this for now. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So she did name drop someone else. Hey, did you know so-and-so had a kid, but I didn't, I didn't catch it. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so picture that movie, like what you just watched, picture it without Kamala Khan. And it's a, it's a mediocre at best movie. Like she brought so much energy, so much life to that movie. Like she really made the movie. It, it was Ooh. more about her. No. I enjoyed her presence. Everything that she did was great. Like she even brought the the soul of it. Like when they were trying to rescue the refugees and she was, she yes. wanted to rescue them all. And they're like, Nope, we save who we can. She's like, go fuck yourself. Like, no, that, that movie to me was completely a vehicle to bring Kamala Khan from Disney plus TV series into the big screen MCU yep. to start this young Avengers initiative is what I'm yes. going to say. Yep. That's what that was. That was Kamala Khan's character getting the rub from Carol Danvers. Yep. And kind of like us getting a bigger introduction to uh, Monica Rambo. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, Kamala was the star. She was absolutely the star of that. Her family was there the whole time. Think about it. They're on the spaceship. Their solution is to have the cats eat. <laughs> crew members so they can transport mm-hmm. everybody safely but kamala khan's parents and brother aren't eaten they're helping mm-hmm. like they're they're more qualified to hurt <laughs> the cats than the soldiers are on the space station yeah that's even a lot huh yeah that that tells you who who's the star of the show yes absolutely but you're you're right kamala khan's character like she brought the levity. She brought the love. She brought the togetherness. Uh, mm-hmm. She brought the 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 naivety, innocence. Of yes. Someone meeting their heroes for the first time, being slightly disappointed, but then their redemption of their heroes mm-hmm. to uh, you know at the end. So it it wasn't a bad movie. No, nope. I don't think by any means. I wouldn't shit on it. It's still not you know Iron Man two, still the worst. Well. Thor yeah, Dark no. World. Thor Dark World. And Thor Dark World. And no, Iron Man is Iron Man threes when he's all depressed and, and yes, PTSD yeah, up. with extremists. Okay. So, and... Yes. Yeah. So Thor Dark World and Iron Man three pretty much neck and neck for the worst of the MCU uh, official, I guess. Um, yeah. But it, it wasn't. It's not like I'm going to like, you know what? Let's go watch Thor Ragnarok. It's so good. Like, it's not that. It's not Thor Ragnarok. It's not Guardians 3. It's uh, it's not on my my top my top list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was interesting. Like, 
the whole um, the friction between Monica and Carol. You know, it took yes. the entire movie to finally get it out of them. Which you've yes. got Kamala over here who can't stop running her mouth. Like she says everything that's yes. on her mind because she doesn't subscribe to this bullshit that they're involved in, which is, you know, yes, I'm not talking to her. I'm not talking to her. She's like, I'll talk to fucking everybody. Well, yeah, you know, like, um, you know, like I blipped and I came back and my mom was gone or what, when they did the memory thing mm-hmm. and Monica was sad and Carol didn't know what to do. And, and Kamala just goes right over and hugs her. Yeah. And at first, yep. you know, and at first Monica, I mean, yeah, Kamala does. And first Monica's like, Oh, okay. And then hugs her back. And then she looks at Carol. She's like, come on. Yeah. And so they come over and when Carol hugs her, then Monica's like, Oh, you know, like my aunt's hugging me or whatever it was. Like it was, mm-hmm. I don't know. You're right. You take Ms. Marvel out of the Marvel's movie and it wasn't the best. Yeah. So the, the villain whatever stupid like it, i i didn't have a personal problem with her but she was the generic villain who wanted revenge because her you know either clan or kingdom or in this case planet was destroyed um but dude I, like right out loud in the movie theater when we get the first scene of her, you know, punching a hole and saying that, you know, she's going to take the atmosphere from this planet and put it on hers to kind of rekindle because her planet, everybody's right. got a toxic atmosphere. I literally out loud, went, is this space balls? <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. She, she, yeah. they were sucking resources from other planets to put on their own planet. I was like, it's fucking space balls. Mel Brooks already did this. Mm-hmm. Um, really a throwaway character like if you go back to darbeen her character in the movies Mm -hmm. sorry in the comic books was in like a single issue yeah of silver surfer 30 years ago yeah um and was a male and now in in this uh uh yeah now in this it's it's a female which is fine but it's a throwaway character What'd you think of the singing planet? I feel like that was a huge budget of the movie that was <laughs> underutilized. Like for uh-huh. as amount of, for amount of effort that they put into this, mm-hmm. it was exceptionally underutilized. And it's like, come on, you had to have something better you could do with your budget than this. Right. Yeah. We find out that Carol's actually a princess. The entire planet just sings to speak. So if you talk, they can't understand. Right. But if you right. sing. And so when the guy talks, oh, he can understand. Oh, yeah, he's bilingual. Yeah. 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 <sighs> but, um, yeah, I mean, you said, wasn't this the movie you said you had a lot to say about? Or did you already say it? Like, did you cover all your bases? Oh, yeah, I covered all my bases. Uh, across okay. the Spider-Verse, I have a lot to say about but um well yeah i'm not surprised yeah this one this one no i i liked it more than i expected to um given what we've been getting recently but honestly again kamala i love her as a character and i love the actress too like she really embodies that character um so yeah it it was much better than i expected it to be and 
Yeah. Fucking beast. Um. Yeah, the beast. The ca- the beast cameo was the best. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute best. Kelsey Grammer is the voice. Solidified yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's I love that we're getting X-Men. And I guess let's let's I mean, like that's the last of my movies. So let's just quickly roll into trailers and let's just go with uh, uh Deadpool and Wolverine trailer that debuted during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, where we get like I I have not like sat and looked up like what were all the Easter eggs in the Deadpool trailer. Have you done mm-hmm. that? Yep. You did? Yep. Okay. There's so, there's cool. not a lot on this one. I felt like this trailer, they specifically didn't show us half. They didn't even show us a quarter of what is going to be in here because there are all kinds of cameos that we're going to get that we did not get in this trailer. Like this yeah. was the the uh tip of the penis trailer i guess you know this was just the uh we're, we're going to show you very little we're giving you a trailer but it's not going to be what you want so what what so what do you have then because the only thing I, I my question is okay a i love that you know he's trying to live his best modern his best life and you know it's his birthday and he's just trying to be chill and be a mm-hmm. normal human being and obviously they pull him back in because that's how it works um, and we get the TVA. Yeah. So is this the that. real Wade or is this a variant Wade? You know, that's the first question. Um, I don't know. the, the suit definitely looks a brighter red than what we've been seeing yeah. in the movies. You know, he, yeah. he was donning the maroon leather and now it looks like the classic yeah. comic book red Deadpool. Well, but I think that also has to do with the fact we're getting Wolverine in the classic yellow and blue costume, if you will. As well as Patch, because we, I, we see one scene where we Wolverine's got his back to us and he's got the white jacket. And I guarantee there's an eye patch on there because that's going to be a different variant of Wolverine not played by Hugh Jackman. Could be Daniel Radcliffe. So my thing is this. We are getting. Um, we know that Hugh Jackman is Wolverine in it. We've seen yep. a set photo that's been released. Yep. You know. Uh, I love the trailer of like, hey, Hugh, you want to play Wolverine again? Yeah, sure, Ryan. But yet Uh we don't get to see Wolverine in the trailer. And that's very telling. I think that's fantastic. I love it. I don't want to see anything else. I just want to go see this movie opening night in July. Yep. Period. That's it. I could have sworn, did we get a quick little glimpse of Doctor Doom? Okay. I was just looking that up myself. It's... I don't think it is Dr. Doom because somebody's actually like freeze framed it. And it's very clear. Um, it's a guy who has a green cloak that's, that's draped around him. He's got a machine okay. gun. He doesn't have any metal arms or anything like that, but he has okay, like a, okay. like a survival type mask on. So I don't think it's okay. Dr. Doom, but it could be. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. I'm just excited to see. We got so much fourth wall breaking in the trailer. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm super pumped for this. <laughs> Pegging isn't new for me, but it is for Disney. <laughs> <laughs> but we saw Colossus. Um, we saw Negasonic Teenage yep. Warhead. We saw Kimiko. Um, we saw uh, what's his name there from X Factor. Uh, the one who survived. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yep. the, the, we the, saw the Vanessa. Mustache. Yeah, yeah. Um, I already told Julia, I was like, before this comes out, like right before it comes out, we're going to watch both movies back to back. Yes. We're all ready. 100%. Yeah. Um, And 
we saw um, the TVA has a different guy that's that's meeting with Deadpool, and I don't know if um, I don't know if Mobius is going to be in here, but this guy is his liaison. It seems um, there was oh the the giant smoke beast at the end of time in Loki apparently makes a uh, uh, scene in the trailer. I can't remember his name, but you know who I'm talking about. The beast that just basically yes. sits at the end of time, guards the castle, and devours yes. everything. Yes. Yep. So you can almost guarantee we're going to get a Loki uh, scene because he's now at the center of all the multiverse. There's The speculation is that this is how we're going to get the X-Men. Um, they're talking about all kinds of different past people, like the original Pyro, Patrick Stewart will be in this. Um, like I said, there's a different version of Wolverine, the, the patch version. Um, yeah. uh, their biggest rumor, one of the biggest rumors is that Taylor Swift will be playing Dazzler in this as a cameo or possibly a major role. <sighs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was very it was very good, but it also didn't give a lot, which I can appreciate. You know, like you said, I'd rather yeah. not see the entire movie. I'd rather not know all of it. All right. So, now that we've covered that, back to the top. Back to the top, which starts out with the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Holy shit. This looks absolutely fantastic. Like fantastic. Yeah, this is this is a I want to see this in the theaters movie. Yep. This is a kind of, you know, the whole air quotes based on a true story um, of the first spec spec ops mission. Uh, Henry Cavill, Alan Richson, like. This looks fucking phenomenal. It looks goofy and fun and. Um. Yeah, it's uh, just, written and directed by Guy Ritchie, so it's a Guy Ritchie flick. Mm-hmm. And so it's built as a true story. Yeah, yeah, built as a true story about secret British World War II organization, the special operation executive, founded by Winston Churchill. Their irregular warfare against the Nazis helped to change the course of the war and give birth to modern black ops. So April nineteenth, I'm here for it. Yep, same. Uh, tarot. That's a horror movie. That's a trailer that I watched. Yep. Um, supernatural getting... horror flick. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, I was just moving beyond it. I was going to say that we're finally getting some movement on uh, Michelle Yeoh's Sector Thirty One or Section Thirty One movie. Yep. Yeah, I'm like I'm liking that. I'm happy to hear that. It's production started. You know, cast is coming out. Be good, good, good. Yep. Jessica Jones, uh, Kristen Ritter hints at a return of her. And Daredevil born again. Honestly, now that they've kind of slotted everything in, and apparently, by the way, I didn't send this to you, but apparently Disney once again mixed things up with their timeline stuff. And they've now put all seasons of shows into the correct timeline area. Yes. So, like daredevil and jessica jones and stuff like if you went to watch them they would show you the correct like oh season one of this takes place between season two and three of this and so that's interesting yeah i like it when they do that though 
Now let's bring back uh, Finn, what's his name, and uh, Mike Coulter. Yeah. I want to see Luke Cage. Uh, and honestly, like I would rather see um, what's her name as Iron Fist going forward. I want to see her. Yep, I know what you're talking about. Um, we talked about that last two weeks ago. Um, yeah. I can't remember. But yeah, bring me back Mike Coulter as uh, Luke Cage. I'm down for it. Jessica Jones. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I sent you the trailer to In a Violent Nature. Yep. You sure um, did. I'm very excited about this movie. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, it's a slasher flick. Came out at Sundance Film Festival. It's got a lot of a lot of pomp and circumstance behind it. A lot of people liking it. 93% on the old Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it's interesting. It's a mute killer in uh, in Canada. Hunting down some kids in the woods. Uh, it's very unique. It does not have a musical score in it. It's got a very unique shooting style akin to, like, say, Gus Van Zant or whatnot. From what I've read, I try to not read much about it because I just want to watch it. Um, it looked really cool to me. Hmm. I know it's not up your alley. Yeah. But I'm glad you're excited about it. I really am. You sent the Beetlejuice poster. Yeah. We. Uh, I like how they did the uh, the ticker tape thing with the date. Yep, so we've got a release date, and we've got an official name. The movie's going to be called Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Makes sense. Yep. Makes you, makes you yearn for that trip, uh, trilogy. Not, not really. Uh, Donald Glover says the community movie script is finished. Basically, it's going to be a reunion, and uh, Abed is now a big director, and this is going to be his magnum opus. I'm here for it. That's going to be, that too. sounds awesome to me. Yeah. Hell yeah. That sounds very awesome to me. Um, Quentin Tarantino's final movie, his tenth film, is about a, a critic, and he's Brad Pitt's going to be in it. Yep. So what can you tell me about the outrage of Kevin Conroy's voice being used in the video game that people were upset about? Because I have no sure. reference for that. So this game just came out. It's called Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. And the premise of the game is that Brainiac has taken over. He's mind controlled the Justice League, like the big ones. And so Amanda Waller sends the Suicide Squad in. And one of the first ones that they meet up with is Batman. And they manage to uh, subdue him. And this is this is a Suicide Squad made up of Harley Quinn, uh, Captain Boomerang, King Shark, and Deadshot. And okay. there's this uh, spoilers for everybody out there who might want to play this garbage game. But um, there's this whole scene where they sit there and they interrogate Batman, and he's talking about how like he came up with a contingency plan for all the members of the Justice League. We all know this. Batman does this. Um, and then unceremoniously, Harley just shoots him in the head, and kills him and he's dead. Like this isn't like a classic Batman showdown. Like there's a, there's 
just nothing. She's yeah. just got him tied to a chair and shoots it and he's dead. And a lot of people were like, well, it's fucking bullshit, you know, to be taken out like that. And it's doubled because they thought that this was Kevin Conroy's last voicing of Batman. He had agreed to voice mm-hmm. for this. He recorded all of his lines and then he passed away. But now it turns out that he actually had recorded voice also for the upcoming crisis on infinite earths animated movie there's a two-part animated movie coming out so people are happier now because they're like oh you know at least this wasn't his last thing you know this garbage game and the game really isn't good like it's a live service game which means that you know you have to be online and you're constantly leveling up gear and you have to pay to get cosmetics and stuff it's just Nobody wanted this game to come out. Everybody's been dogging on it for the past several years while they've been developing it. Um, It's kind of, it's supposed to be the fourth game in the Arkham series, which the first three were amazing. They were all Kevin Conroy's voice. So it's almost like pissing on the legacy. And that's why people are having such a hard time with this. Um, Yeah. (sighs) All right. Well, I guess that explains that. Yeah. And I can I I can understand that. Yeah. I mean Kevin Set- Conroy to a lot of people is Batman. Like Yeah. Yeah. I mean his voice, absolutely. Yep. Uh you sent the trailer to Parallel. Yeah. This looks fun. It looks kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. Aldous Hodge, um, Basically, she loses her her kid um, and then discovers that there are alternate realities out there and finds a different version of her, of this guy who is searching for other people in alternate reality. It's it looks like a mind fuck and like a fun one. Yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey's returning for Sonic the Hedgehog 3 as Dr. Robotnik. Which was interesting because, you know, again, spoilers, at the end of Sonic 2, it looked as though he was killed. But he is definitely back for the third one. Um, Rumor has it that Hayden Christensen will be voicing Shadow the Hedgehog. Okay. That'll be fun. Uh, I I sent you the trailer for... Oh, go ahead. Nope, go ahead. Out of darkness. No, you you were going to say... Okay, yeah. Um... What did you think of this trailer? I mean, anytime I see Bleecker Street, I'm like, mm, I don't know. I, yeah. It's it's not like A24 where I see that an A24 movie is coming out. and I'm like, oh, damn, I'm going to like this. Usually with me, Bleecker Street, yeah. I just kind of go, ugh. Not that everything's bad, no. but. I don't know. Yeah, you no, I, I get what you're saying. Well, the trailer looks cool. Uh, it's a horror movie that takes place in prehistoric times. Yeah. Um, and they have their own made up language, apparently, mm-hmm. for the movie. Um, I don't know. The trailer just looked cool. The trailer looked kind of cool and it interested me. And it's it's one I want to check out. It's it's a non-threatening 87 minutes, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting way to put it. Yeah. So like, it's not like you're investing two and a half hours in a movie, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and it look, it looks interesting. So I won't go out of my way to see it, but like if it shows up one of my streaming services or something of that nature, then yeah, I'm, 
I'm all for checking this out. Hmm. Uh, you sent the trailer to Code 8 Part 2. And yeah. what's interesting is I don't recall Code 8 Part 1. I do. This was the Robbie Amell one where people have certain superpowers. Um, what was that on? Netflix. Was it really? Yep. Yep. We both I watched j- it. I, I think have, we both liked it quite a bit. I have no memory of this movie. Even watching the trailer for part two, I'm like, oh, it's the ML Brothers. I have no memory of this movie <laughs> at all. I bet if you brought it up on Netflix and started watching it, you'd be like, I remember this. I can't remember much yeah. of it myself, but I remember that we both watched yeah. it. And I'm pretty sure we both liked it. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll check out. I just, again, no memory of this movie at all. Hmm. Uh, let's see. What's next on the old scroll down? Oh, Carl Weathers died. Yeah, that's sad. It's a little sad. Uh, what did you think of that D&D bad math? Uh, i've played so many games like that that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) i just thought it was hilarious we we have people in the party where it's like every time your bonus is the same every time you've got a plus seven and they'd roll the die and be going like uh and you're like dude you you missed like you no wait a minute wait a minute no like seriously no no there is no wait a minute (laughs) Uh, Saw 10 director, Kevin, the director of Saw 10 is back for 7-11, Saw 7-11, Saw 11, Jesus. Um, I'm good with that. I didn't mind Saw 10. I still never watched it, but I knew you'd be interested in that. Yeah, I've seen them all in theaters, so I'm going to keep the, I'm going to keep the pattern alive. Keep alive. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2. I mean, again, I'm not going to go to my way to watch it, but I'm definitely going to check it out when I, when I can, you know, it's on a streaming service of some kind. Mm-hmm. Lot, a lot of news coming out of the Evil Dead movie and, mm. I, I, you know, the, the new Evil Dead flick that's coming out. And it's not I, it, it's not a spinoff. OK, because we've established now with the 2013 Evil Dead. I know. I think people are stupid. <laughs> but I just it it's it's the continuation of the story of the Evil Dead being released from the Necronomicon. And, you know, we have our original run with Bruce Campbell and then we have the 2013 Fed Alvarez and then we have last year's. And I think they're all fantastic. This has not been like a continuation of Halloween where people loved the first Halloween that just came out, but they haven't been big, uh, bigger fans on the, on the next two or this, that or whatever. Like these are all kind of like standalone stories, but the, the Genesis is the same. It's the Necronomicon, the, the evil being released and how it affects the people. And what's interesting is the demons, if you will, that, that possess the people are all violent uh mind fucking type things and mm. it is fantastic how that that's 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 the pattern that's the continuation of it um i don't know i'm excited for this it's supposed to have some sort of french twist and super gory and blah 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 and whatever bring it on i want to watch it 
Yeah, he basically said that he he is planning on ruining his career because he's going to do as much violent, gross stuff as he can. Yep. Yep, and I'm fine with it. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Resident <clears throat> Evil, new season starts February 14th. Thank you. That's in two days. I'm very excited. Happy Valentine's Resident Day. Resident Alien. That's what I meant, Resident Alien. Thank you. And apparently the first two seasons are coming to Netflix. So other people can yes. see it that don't have sci-fi. Yep. And the third season's gonna be on the on on the on the peacock. Uh a quiet place day one. Thoughts? I whatever. Like the first movie was good. The second movie was a bit of a stretch for me. Um I thought the first movie was good and could have been by itself. Like you told the entire story. Like that was it. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the first movie. I didn't watch the second movie cause I didn't need to watch another movie. People trying to be quiet mm-hmm. because my theory was in the second one, they just find ways to talk and get around to have to be quiet part because you know, that's what they do. And now we're getting a prequel that shows us the alien invasion. I, I don't need that. No. I don't need to see the alien. We saw enough in flashbacks. Like, right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, was it uh, the original Cloverfield flick where you see, like, if you go back to the very beginning of the movie, you see the ship crashing behind them, you know? Yeah. Like that's genius. I don't need a prequel to that. And then the sequel they gave us was solid, but, um, yeah, I don't, I'm just going to say I nothing this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm in the same camp. Uh, May, we're going to be getting the second season of Interview with the Vampire. I really like yeah. that. Uh, I'm looking forward to the second season. You never watched first season, right? Um, I do not. I still think you'd like it. Uh, Parrish, Giancarlo Esposito, what do you think? Looks great. I don't know that I'll watch it, but it looks great. I don't have AMC plus right now, so I'm not going to go out of my way to get that just for this, but looks like a fun revenge story. I, uh, I don't have AMC plus, but I have shutter and a lot of what's on AMC plus ends up on shutter sometimes. Um, yeah, it looks good. Uh, again, not going to go out of my way for it, but it looks good. Sent you the trailer to Quiet on the Set, the dark side of kids' TV. It's basically the underbelly of, of Nickelodeon and this one particular producer. And yeah. yeah, it's funny. Like we're watching this trailer, and there's these people who are like, "What are you talking about? I didn't know about this." And Julie is sitting next to me, and she's like, "I'm pretty sure everybody was very open about this. Like this has been well documented for a while now. How are these people saying they didn't know?" So I'm not familiar with it. And maybe in the clips, what they're saying is I didn't realize it was happening when it happened. Yeah. Um, my buddy, uh, Brandon, who's, uh, you know, a decade younger than us or a few years younger than us. That is he, he was more of the prime age for a lot of these Nickelodeon shows. And to him, like he kind of doesn't want to watch this because he wants to leave his head in the sand because it's such fond memories of these shows and he doesn't want them to get ruined. Um, they're ruined. Like they, they are ruined. This happened. Yeah. But 
again, if you don't make yourself aware of it and you don't get all the, 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 the gritty details of it, you can still enjoy those shows. Uh, it'd be like right it'd be like right now like like say wesley getting into wrestling and he watches my dvds and he sees chris benoit matches and he's like man i really chris benoit is a great wrestler i really like these matches and he watches all these matches and da, 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 and then i'm like oh by the way he murdered his family and killed himself yeah you know what i mean it's like it happened i think at that i think at that point where the debate becomes um, the artist versus the art. Like I've come to learn as you have as well, that Joss Whedon is a piece of shit. But if I go back and rewatch Buffy, yeah, I'm going to see it through a slightly different lens, but I'm still going to enjoy a lot of it. You know, it all has the same thing. Fireflies is the same thing. Yeah. 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 Joss Whedon's a piece Mm. of shit, but he's the artist. Like the art I can still appreciate. So I don't know. The good philosophical discussion. I know that I'm going to watch this movie, this, this, this mini series, whatever on ID, because I'm not familiar with all the intricacy of the story. Me too. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar. Uh, knuckles official series, official trailer for the Paramount series. Okay. I'm impressed that they kept Idris Elba on as the voice for the series. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but think and, about it. Like, we still got John Cena playing his character from Suicide Squad on the HBO Max series. And it's not like it was where it's like movies were so much better than TV. And so a movie star would never lower themselves to be on TV. Like back in the day, you know, like getting yeah. Judd Nelson as the voice of Hot Rod in the movie. And then when we go to the TV series, it's I don't I don't even know who it was. Not Judd yeah. Nelson. Not Judd Nelson, yeah. Yeah. Uh the American Conspiracy, the Octopus Murders. I actually forgot to watch this trailer. It's another documentary. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I'm not even going to get like, I looked at it and I went, okay, it's another documentary. I think it's because there were like eight people or something. That's yeah. why they went with octopus. Okay. Uh, I sent you the trailer to night shift. <clears throat> yeah. While working on her first night shift at a remote motel, a woman begins, uh, <clears throat> Suspect the property is haunted. Looks kind of neat. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 interested in watching it. It's got uh, <coughs> uh, Lamore and Morris in it. Yeah, Winston wasn't he on uh, Winston? Yeah, from New Girl. Uh, let's see here. More about the Evil Dead spinoff. I think we kind of covered that. Oh, what would you think of Late Night with the Devil? Oh, hold on. Sorry. I scrolled the wrong way. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Um, this one doesn't look bad. Um, I like the premise. It, uh, it always throws me off when a trailer like starts with the green MPAA, but then it's like a hard yes. R. 
you know, yeah. violent content, gore, language, including a sexual reference. But, you know. I love they got the I don't know who did the voice of the trailer. I can't, I don't know who that is. I like it when he does trailers. Yeah. And I love David. I'm um, going to butcher this, but Das Malachin. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. I yeah. like him, too. Um, I don't want to read too much because I don't want to ruin, but basically it's presented in found footage style. Uh, David Das Mock and whatever plays Jack Delroy, the host of a fictional 1970s variety and late night talk show titled Night Owls with Jack Delroy. Uh, the film purports to be derived from a rediscovered master tape of an episode from the show six season broadcast on Halloween night, 1977. Um, during the live broadcast, Havoc unfolds when Delroy interviews a parapsychologist on the subject of her recent book um, involving a satanic church mass suicide. I like how you said, I don't want to read too much to give it away. And then you just read the whole thing. Well, no, but it doesn't give away the plot points. Like I didn't read all of the plot areas. I just read like the, Hey, this is what it's about type of thing. So gotcha. Yeah. I I'm very interested in it. Uh, let's see here. Episode one, star Wars episode one, Phantom Menace coming back to theaters in May for one night, 25th anniversary. Yeah, like I said in there, I don't know that I want to go to the theater for this. Well, so my son, my youngest, my oldest son, he saw all the the five new Star Wars movies in theaters. Mm-hmm. You know, Episode Seven, Eight, Nine, Solo, and Rogue One, and he saw Return of the Jedi at the drive-in with me when they did their anniversary run with it. Mm-hmm. He would really like to see them all on the big screen. Uh, the only two I haven't seen is A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Um, so I, I will probably go with him. Fuck. Jar Jar Binks. I will probably go with him so that way, you know, he wants to go and he wants to go. And that's mm-hmm. what I'll go with. I mean, enjoy. It's yeah, not know, the right? worst movie in the world, but nope. Uh, let's see here. We already talked about oh, Deadpool Wolverine. Deadpool Wolverine. Uh, Shogun coming to FX here pretty soon at the end of the month. That looks fantastic. Yeah. I remember the original trailer. I was like, damn, that looks good. But yeah, this is going to be good. Uh, Twisters. I don't care it's good i don't care yeah me either. i mean maybe i'll watch it someday at home but i don't yeah it's not a remake it's a sequel to the yeah you know well, 1994 yeah. Yeah. yeah whenever it was the last time i watched that movie was in a motel with kate when we were like doing our thing where we stay the night in a motel and we get a pizza and watch a crappy movie on tv that's the one we watched yep um the wicked trailer looks really good it's interesting that they didn't promote the fact that this is a musical, you know, it's based on a Broadway. musical. I I thought that was interesting as well. And I haven't looked it up yet to see like, is this not going to be a musical? Cause it, it, I mean like that would be weird if it wasn't. Yeah, it would be. Let's see here. Wicked. 
an upcoming American musical fantasy film directed by John Chu from a screenplay by Winnie Holtzman. Oh, it's going to be a two-part film adaptation. Which they also didn't mention in this trailer. Yep. Yep. So it's a two-part film adaptation of the musical. It's also going to be a musical itself. Comes out November 27th, 2024 and November 26th, 2025. Nice. All right, there's that. Um, and then <laughs> Wolverine and Asshole. Thank you, Jackman. <laughs> yep. Uh, that that is it. That's all of them. Yeah, that, that'd be the end of it. So, yeah. <coughs> I bought a 12 pack of the Mountain Dew Baja Blast Zero. I, I, you mean Baja I would Blast? Buy it again. No, Baja Blast, just like the Jalapenos. Gotcha. And Fajitas. Fajitas, yeah. Yeah, but anyways, no, I bought a 12-pack of that Mountain Dew Zero Zero Sugar Baja Blast and the Tropical Lime flavor. It's just okay. I don't know why people love it so much or flock to... I mean, I get I it. At the that. time when it came out Taco Bell, it was the only place you could get this flavor of Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. Well, that was before they did 100 different flavors of Mountain Dew. Right. And I wouldn't buy it again. <clears throat> um, that's it for me. Same here, Julio. Well, I'm on the old social medias. I am Superstar ML. I'm the Quantum Geek G33K. And that's that's our show. We'll talk to you next time. Uh...